And we are live, and welcome to another edition of Folks Talking Sports. I am KD Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review. With me is Willie Gibson and Andy Yanez. Gentlemen, how are you doing? What it do, baby? What it do? Detroit basketball. It's on Twitter for y'all. Okay. Wow. We're going to talk NBA <clears throat> Finals, Big 12, Big 10. Be back hey, with Chris. Chris, let me borrow some of the million dollars that they just paid Monty Williams. That's right, baby. We got money to pay Monty, pay Monty Williams. Big time money. This is an old time jersey. This is a Grant Hill jersey, Will. It's back today. Wow. It's a birthday gift. But yes, we'll be back in just 20 seconds. Peace. That's right. A little something different. YouTube's head. Chris, show it off again. You got to show off the jersey one more time. It is, man. <laughs> there you go, Steve. That's all right. Haters, haters going to hate. I'll, I'll do it like this. We'll check it out, Will. Real quick. Real quick. There it is for the whole world to see, baby. Detroit basketball. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Perfect use of sound effects. It's okay. Do you remember? I'm put this up. I'm not. I'm not scared. It's all good. It's all good. It's all love here on Folk Talking Sports. All right. But tell them how y'all doing. All is well. All is well. How about you? I'm doing great, man. You got a good head coach. I'm happy with that. And welcome to another edition of Folks Talk Sports. And Yannis, how are you doing, sir? You're right. Let's get into the show. Let's get I'm excited it. about the head coaching hire. You know, I got yeah, a question. I'm really excited about it. This is all good. Yeah. I got a question. <laughs> really good. I'm feeling so, good today. Yes, sir. So, go so, so was Dwayne Casey not a good head coach? He was. Oh, because you yeah. said, hey, we got a good head coach now. Like, hey. Yeah. We, got a, we got a better head coach now. Yeah. All right. you know, better talent. I, I think if Coach Casey would have stayed around and I decided, he, I think he was burned out, really. Yeah. Young core is in you know, intact. They don't want with him too. But he decided to move up into the front office and got Monty Williams and all those millions of dollars later. We'll see. I have issues with Monty and some of his, some of his X's and O's. But he's got a long contract. He'll be there a while. And they and this, similar to the Rockets, Tony M, how are you? Thank you for chiming in as well. Based on internal improvement, and, of course, Kate Cunningham being healthy for a full season. Monty as head coach. I guarantee, guarantee that Detroit will win more than 17 games this year. Hell, they better. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that's okay. a great way to go on. Yeah. Way to go. Way to stretch yourself. Oh, okay. I got y'all both y'all getting up on me. All right, Mr. Yannick, this is for you. We're going to shift gears to Houston Cougar football. Gibson, I got the Big Ten slides for you as well. But first up, the first four of some of the games for the Cougs, Mr. Yanez. TV games. Willie Gibson, you see those right there? I do. All right, Andy, those TV game kickoffs. Tony, you as well. I think Tony chimed in and saw this on Thursday on the lunch break with me and A.D. Moore. But, Andy, first off the bat, September 2nd. 6 p.m. on FS1. That's a loss, Andy. A loss at home. The, wow. Your first taste as a, as a Big 12 branded school. Wow. You, you disagree? I have no idea what this football team will look like. They're going to have a new quarterback under center. UTSA will have their quarterback back. Pause, but... pause right there. We'll see, Will. See? He he harps on me for going out on a on a limb about 17 wins, but he's 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 back and he's backtracking, slow walking about I have no idea what they're gonna do here about football. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, okay, I see, I see. All right, well, I'm not continue. going out on a limb and saying that you I said for all I know, I that there's only one guarantee they could go one and, and eleven for all I care. I just know what that one win will be, and that will be October twenty-first against those Texas Longhorns. But but I digress. At this point, we're in June, there's still there's still a lot to be determined when it comes to the football team, and I don't know too much about the the 
the UTSA football team, other than the, that they lost their top receiver and that they're going to be bringing back their quarterback. But at home, 6 p.m., I, I think the better question will be how many people turn up to that game. Again, that's a 6 p.m. evening kickoff. It's at TDCU Stadium. It's not going to be the TCU conference opener, but good grief. That's the first time ever that the University of Houston is going to be branded a Big 12 school. So they better be 40,000 people packed into those seats. Chris, you and I will both not guarantee that because I don't think we we uh, envision them being 40,000 people. There should right. be. There, there, there should be. There should be. Yes, there should be. And I know Willie shakes his head when we talk about only 40,000. But I'm going to go to the flip side and be negative. Unfortunately, I guarantee there will not be 40,000 fans for the season opener for U.S. football on September 2nd against UTSA. There should be because it's the first year of the Big 12. But I feel safer in guaranteeing that there won't be a sellout for UTSA. You agree? Disagree? I agree. I absolutely agree. And again, this is nothing. This comes with the fan base. Uh, I believe it when I see it. And until I see it, that's when when I'll eat crow and, and, and change my mindset. But no, absolutely. I think... If they if they get over thirty thousand, if they get close to thirty five thousand, I'd be shocked for that game in particular. UTSA. I do think the TCU matchup will be a, a different story because it is the Big Twelve opener. But I think even then that'll that'll be factored in a little bit because it'll be week three into the season. I think it'll be interesting to see how that UTSA matchup goes. But I, from a outside standpoint, it most definitely should be a packed house, and if. Chris, your guarantee is right that, that things don't go well for the Houston football team. Then there should be 40,000-plus letting the coaching staff, letting the admin know about it. But we shall see. There can't be apathy. That's the biggest uh, word. That's the, the killer word that you really you shouldn't, for when it comes to any program in any type of level, that you, you, you don't want there to be apathy around your program. Agreed and will from your Ohio State perspective, because I think Tony, it was Tony on the lunch break on Thursday. Yeah. He mentioned that fans, UH fans, if they would go to the games or had attended the games in mass, it was showing the administration that they were supporting a loser and were okay with that. They were just going. And my response to it is if you go to the home games, if TDECU was almost a sellout, if not a sellout, but making a profit, whatever, I know it could be half a mil, a million dollars every home game. Well, mm-hmm. that money goes into athletics. Mm-hmm. That, go, that money goes into telling the administration, we're supporting you guys. Y'all are giving us trash product. So you got, you got money to pay this man off or whoever it is. But if you don't go to the home games, you don't get that profit from the home games. And man, Trace is like, eh, well, you know, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> and yeah. folks show up, they show up. What do you think? Agreed. You said it was Tony that said so. I would be supporting. Okay. Was Tony, yeah. yeah, Tony, I, I disagree with that because you're right. This is professional. Pardon me, the professional ranks. Yeah, absolutely. You, you said message to the ownership group, the GM, whomever. But in college, you know, you're supporting your team. You're supporting your university. You're supporting the base, the alumni. You know, you so no, I don't I don't feel that by going to a college football game or a college basketball game or a college sports, um, attending a college athletics event supports a loser. You're supporting your university. And and that's the thing I said because Andy Will, we all have our college degrees. We're fortunate enough. We put in the work, put in the time. To my UH alums, keep in mind, if you're new to this show, if you're new to the YouTube channel, I am a UH alum, okay? I went to and graduated in 94 from the University of Houston. So I know what I'm talking about. It's come from the heart as well. You put in four, five, six years, however long it takes to get that degree, then you choose not to spend some money on athletics or whatever to give back to the program where you earn your degree. So why'd you get the degree from UH? <laughs> if you're not going to support the program and what they've done for you, did for you, you thought enough to get the degree 
And then once you got the degree, you're like, yeah, forget it. Apathy. Right. What Andy talks about right there. We can't have the apathy here. And Andy, we've talked about it. And I think, Will, I've talked to you as well off the mm -hmm. record. Mm -hmm. Houston's going to get ready to go to the Big 12. This big time athletics, it's big time sports, big time college sports. It's put up a shut up time. You know, for a long time, fans were crying about we're not in a Big 12. We're not an autonomy conference school, you know, program. It's not the opponents. We're not playing Southwest Conference teams. We're not doing this. They give us. I've heard so many excuses over the years. It wasn't. It's too hot. The traffic is too much traffic. The conference is not good enough. On and on and on. Big 12. Andy. Well, July 1st, it's official. <laughs> okay. It's always hot. It's been hot a long time in, in Houston. Hot and humid. Hasn't changed. Won't change. Traffic hasn't changed. Won't change. Plan accordingly. <laughs> Support your alma mater. What say you? Andy, what do you, what do you say? I agree 100%. I think that's really when you can put more pressure on any and not not just for UH like I said any program in general when there's more people that are vocal that show their support around it I think it's much more easier to be able to voice your displeasure and be able to, to add legitimate pressure at, whereas compared to previous years where there there isn't that that connection or, or if you if you're not even at the stadiums to be able to voice your concerns it's much harder to to make yourself heard and I understand Concessions need to be improved. The number of people there to take tickets and, and security, I understand all that as well. <laughs> like I said, I went to the games. I was there. I saw with my own two then four eyes. <laughs> okay. So, but you support, you invest in the university. You got your degree from the university. Hold them to a higher standard. You know, this, because I said it a couple, I've said it many times, but I took heat for early in Coach Sampson's tenure when they lost in the conference tournament, first round. And I said, because this was when Tom Herman was coaching football, football was kicking butt. Well, UH football was the it school on campus. And I said then that there, the expectations for men's basketball need to be raised. Raise the bar. Losing the first round of the conference tournament is not good enough. <laughs> so, so I said that. I had folks coming at my head. Are you saying Kelly be fired? No. I said, stop accepting the fact that you're losing in the first round of the AAC. Raise the level of expectations. Program has looked back since. <laughs> okay. You know, when Coach Sample was building the program, look what they've become. Contrast that to football. Look what they've become. <laughs> you know, so where Andy, it is no shot at Andy, but Will. I don't know what the equivalent for Ohio State is for UTSA for Ohio State, but whatever it could be, would mm -hmm. you be? I'm not sure. Got a new pro, new quarterback at at for Ohio State. No, no, no that, we're at, we're exactly in that situation right now at Ohio State. Ohio State has a uh, first year starting quarterback this year, whether it's Devin Brown or it's Kyle McCord. You know, CJ Stroud, as you well know is now a Houston Texan uh, now. So there will be a, a starting quarterback new in Columbus this year. And you're hearing some things. So, I mean, first world problems, I know what I'm about to say. But there's, there's some things that this is uh, year five for Ryan Day and uh, 46 and five. But there's some, there's some <laughs> not so silent again. whispers. <laughs> 46 and five. 46 and 5, and there's some not-so-silent whispers. And, and, and Tony, this is for you, and Joe as well. Thank you guys for chiming in your comments. Ryan Day, I'm just bringing Tony up. So he's, I think, agreeing with both me and what me and yeah. Will said. Yeah. Dana's not 46 and 5 at <laughs> Houston, okay? Yeah. Ryan Day, 46 and 5, yep. lost, what, two years in a row to yep. the team up, up north, yep. and there is heat on him. Man's 46 and five. Yep. That's the difference in expectations from a big time program 
compared to what Houston claims to aspire to be? Now, his defense, now, I, I had this conversation earlier today with someone. You know, this is uh, beginning of year five for him. He's had four full seasons. He hasn't had a full recruiting cycle yet. Okay. So he's still in the process of, and people say, well, he had Urban Meyer before. Yeah, but there there was a situation there, a uh, process of first two years, he kept pretty much the staff intact. And then he started making changes, bringing in his own guys. And so now with this being beginning of year five, you're starting to see, quote unquote, Ryan Day guys in the program. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know he was offensive coordinator. He wasn't head coach. So he didn't necessarily always have final say on what guys were coming in, what guys were able to be brought in and not. So now that he has that, you know, it, it's it's taking some time and he's figuring it out. But at the same time, he's figuring it out and he's 46 and five. Right. So, <laughs> you know, wait till he figures it out. What's going to happen? And so, and Andy, this is for you. Tony's comment, you know, talking about Dana. I'm assuming that's who he's referencing. It's so, just so embarrassing. Ryan Day, per will, is still f- figuring it out. He's 46 and five. Dana, I think we could safely say, is still figuring it out. He ain't 46 and five. <laughs> I mean, and UTSA, it's UTSA. They're better than Rice. Okay, salute. UTSA program is on the come up. Salute. But damn, the fact that we have doubts, issues, I wouldn't make a guarantee that the Cougs, a home game to start <laughs> to start the season yeah. against UTSA, I think that's indication of the UH football program under Dana. Tony Levine, you know, hell, I was there for the opener at TDECU, and I think it was against UTSA, I think. And they got what? trucked. Oh, it was embarrassing. Got trucked. What? That's one over. One over. So could the same – I say the same thing's going to happen on September 2nd. Let's go back to the schedule. Wow. Okay. September 16th, Andy. Where, <laughs> where are you on that one? <laughs> TCU. I mean, I don't know. This, there's not much more I can say. It's, uh, it's a big question mark. <laughs> that's nice. That's that's a loss. All right, let's go. Let's finish out these these other games on the screen for the kickoff times that have been announced. Sam Houston. That's another Saturday. And one thing Andy has said, we touched on it in our segment on Possum and Jam on Friday afternoon. That's a win, Andy. But all these kickoff times, 6 p.m. They're evening. So it's not 2.30. It's not high noon in the heat and humidity. Not 11 a.m. Not 11 a.m. 6, 7, 6, and 6. The game against West Virginia is is a Thursday. So that's going to be harder to get there as a sellout early at kickoff for sure. But still, it's a Big 12 conference game, Will, Andy, D-Skills, Tony. Butts need to be in the seats for these games. But finish it out. Those four games, Andy, what's, what do you predict in those four games for the Cougs? Win-loss. Come on. Don't, don't him and haul. Give me some wins and losses. It's just June 4th. We're not going to tie it to it. The only game that you guarantee is October 21st. That's it. So you're not changing that, I don't believe. So between now, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go through just the ones that have been announced, and yeah, Sam Houston, they definitely needs to be a guaranteed win. And I would, I would even have to say West Virginia, West Virginia, where at the point where their program is, if they're coming into the if Houston's coming into the Big Twelve, <laughs> did he freeze? Did he freeze? Oh, no, Andy? I didn't freeze. Oh, I'm saying he <laughs> Okay. So those four. But again, I'm a, two and two, three and one. What do you say? What one do you mean? Three, by four? What do you say? Those wins, those four games. What are you saying right there? Those four. The Cougs win how many of those four? For guaranteed, it, it, I can really no, only say September twenty. Don't even say guarantee. Just what? Go with your gut. Right now, your gut on June fourth. What do you say? Two and two. All right, Will. Looking at that, what do you say? Two and two, huh? 
Yeah. All right. How long has Dana been at Houston? 2019. So what? Four, five years? It'll be a fifth season. Fifth season. So there's still some guys potentially on West Virginia's team that he recruited. Yes. Some on Houston's roster that he recruited <laughs> some, in West Virginia. transferred yeah, to Houston from WVU. Oh, okay. So, so West Virginia does. All right. No, I'm just thinking the payback. The whole, yeah. you know, the whole coach didn't believe in me type thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, yeah. Two and two. Um. One and three. All right. D Skills agrees with you. Wow. And I want one and three as well. One and three. Mr. Tran, what do you say? Look at these four games on the screen. What what say you and your prediction? Andy says two and two. Will and I say one and three. And I'm even and I'm saying it this as well. Even if the Cougs do lose to UTSA, like I think they will. See, Tony, one and three. Then Mr. Cougar Red Glasses here, <laughs> four and oh. That ain't happening. That ain't wow. happening. You know, that no, because TCU gonna pound them into the dirt. <laughs> but uh but I respect that. I respect it. I admire it. I don't have yeah. that optimism. But even if UH loses to UTSA, they shouldn't, they should not. Okay, let me be clear. They should not. But even if they do, the home games for the Cougs this season, especially, still need to be sellouts. Okay, be pissed off at Dana if they lose that opener. All that. I get that. I understand that. This is the first year in the Big 12. Sellout, sellout, sellout. I have a question. Yes. I have a question. When Tom Herman was like eleven and two, was was were there sellouts then? It was not not officially the last sellout was, but the last thirty thousand plus, right? Was was the Louisville game was Herman still the head coach? I think yes, I think so. He was. That's, that's when they had over forty two thousand people in the stadium. So it was. And that's the last time they had sold it out. Okay. Um, and that's a long time ago, Will. <laughs> seven years ago. Seven years ago. Wow. Ed Oliver's getting get new contracts now in the NFL. <laughs> so that's right. So that was that was the last home game of the season that year. And it was that that was the last time the TDC stadium has been legitimately sold out. Okay. That was on a Thursday night, I think, too. I think Thursday or Friday night, something like that. Yes, sir. That was a Thursday night game. But it was Louisville. Yes. So the, the traction was Lamar the Jackson. Louisville. Yeah, so the attraction was the visitor, not the home product. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm, okay. And okay. which has been one of my well is one of my biggest issues with my fellow alums. Too many of us pay good money, their own money, to see the opponent instead of seeing the Cougs, yeah. the place where you. Got your degree, <laughs> okay? And to to yeah to go back to the two home games before that, so they played. That was an interesting end to the season. They ended. They had three straight home games that culminated with that Louisville game. But October 29th, which was a Saturday, they played Central Florida. That game, the recorded attendance thirty five thousand eight hundred and forty six. The next home game after that, I think they had a bye week in between. They hosted Tulane. It was 36,552 people. And then, like I said, the last home game of the year that season was against Louisville, and the attendance was 42,822. In that game, they sacked Lamar Jackson 11 times. Think about that, Will. He was 11 times. Lamar Jackson 11 times. Wow. It was, it was amazing. It was unbelievable <laughs> to see, really. Was but, that at Albert? Yep. Okay. Okay. So let me see. And I get this comment from D Skills. His couch <laughs> will be sold out. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and some alums think feel that way too. But 
this year is a special year. Will, there won't be another first year in the Big 12. Okay, <laughs> this is the only time Houston will have their first year in the Big 12. Yeah. Go to the games. Go to the football games and cheer the team on. If toward the end of the season, be there October 21st when Andy Yanez, when y'all are going to walk around and give Andy props for <laughs> the guarantee that, uh, Andy, I don't believe that. I thought you were dead wrong, Andy. I didn't know when well. But look at this team. Look at this amazing performance. Their first win of the year is <laughs> against Texas. It will not be their first win of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, go to the games. Go to the football games. Go to TDECU. Make a day of it. We know there's traffic, bad traffic and construction around campus. We know that. <laughs> Been that way for years. Take shuttles. Take those uh, ride shares that don't sponsor the show, so why plug them? <laughs> you know, so do that. Take the bus, the city bus, transit, something. But be there and I think that game will be a, a primetime game, most likely, I, I believe. So that won't be hot, humid, you know, as much. It's in October as well, so it should be less humid then. Also, it's the Longhorns. That game should be sold out. And please, 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 please be majority in red and not that nasty-looking burnt orange color. Please. Cougar Red should be all over that stadium on October 21st, not that puke orange stuff that the team in Austin wears, probably. <laughs> and them, Austin, it's hot and humid, Will. Yeah. Andy, it's hot and humid in Austin. 100,000 wearing that ugly orange color. They support theirs. It's hot and humid in College Station. And they haven't done so well. 100, what, 107, whatever, 1,000. That cult, <laughs> that's a cult there. They support their own. UH, I love my school, love my people. We got a cult. We got a cult of woe is me. A cult of what's going to go wrong now. A cult of, oh, my gosh, we just can't do anything right. Oh, it's always the outside folks. People, first things first, protect, support our own, support our house. Because if we don't support ourselves, then don't look external and outside asking for others to support us. Because you know what they'll say? You don't Why are you coming to me? You don't support your, your own school. Okay. I'm going through the rest of the Big 12 announcement, and Will going to pull up yours, but and talk to share some info about Big, Big 10 announcement of their schedule because this is the first year, this will be the first season of the new TV media rights deal for the Big 10. But first, more Big 12. Let's see if I can put it up here. He doesn't want to co cooperate. Well, it's not doing anything for me, Andy. What's going on here? Well, let's see. Flag on the play. Flag, flag, flag. There we go. There we go. All right. <clears throat> Kickoff, season opener. UCF on FS1. Kent State. Andy, we all know it's a Mac team. Yeah. I, I bet you I, I, we talked to anybody from UCF. There won't be any. Yeah, that's a win for UCF. That's I, not even I, I don't know. <laughs> won't be any of that. That's a, that's a W. Missouri State, Kansas on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. It's a W, right? Yeah. So just going through, you know, the schedule. It's first three weeks, basically. September Wait, 2nd. That first, that first one on Fox could be a future Big 12 matchup. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Could be. I think it will be. Just yeah. not sure the bus will make the announcement that they're joining the Big 12 or returning to the Big 12. But on, what do they call it, Will? High noon? What is it? Big noon? Uh, big noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff on Fox? Big noon kickoff, yep. Colorado at TCU. 
TCU, I think, is going to stomp Colorado. I, you know, I agree here with, with Mr. Cougar Red, Red Glasses on that one. But the rest of those games, Rice, Texas on Fox. Salute to Rice. They're keeping tradition alive. They play Texas. They have played Texas for, my gosh, I don't know, every year since, since I've been alive. I don't know. And I probably haven't won 10 of them <laughs> since I've been alive against the Longhorns. But anyway, you see the other matchups? Well, yes, sir. NBC there, 630. Yep. yep. West Virginia, Penn State. I think that's going to be a butt whooping. <laughs> what say you, Will? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Uh, Penn State's bringing in a new quarterback. So that could be. But no, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. This other matchups there, but that's the team. The Bryce Texas Tech at Wyoming is going to be on CBS. Yep. And I, I, I choose to believe the Big Twelve means CBS, but I think that CBS uh, Sports. But who knows? There we go. Next September eighth or ninth, Houston at Rice City matchup. Should be forty thousand folks. I mean, for that. I mean, no, that's going to be at Rice. Uh, gonna be, but it's going to be at Rice. It should I, be. I don't. Ninety-five percent Cougar fans. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely be more Houston fans than Rice fans because that's how it has been for the past five years. Whenever they have matched up and played at Rice, oh, Houston should dominate that matchup, which wasn't the case last season. What happened last season can't happen again. <laughs> Agree. Um, well, what are you going to say? I'm just looking. 90 days out, they don't know what day that game is being played on. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a TV thing, really. I, I think that's what it comes down to. Because I noticed it for some of the, like, one matchup or two for the Big Ten. I'll pull that up as well. I noticed it. Up. So, okay. Um, okay. But that weekend, Texas at Alabama. A, Alabama's going to win that game. A, I guess at some point, future SEC matchup. I don't know. Start going back to at some know. point. I don't know. I don't know. And then in the middle there, SMU at Oklahoma on Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus. I think this will be the last year of of Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus. I think is everything will roll under um, the SEC network. I think I'm not sure about that. But there you go. Other matchups there. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. That should be interesting. UCF at Boise State could be interesting, too. As well. September 16th. Cougs on Fox, Will. Yeah. Austin TCU. Those matchups there, nothing really stands out. Uh, Kansas State at Mizzou. Yeah, interesting. Oklahoma at Tulsa. Now, Tulsa's always hit or miss, but Oklahoma should yeah, handedly win that game. Close. Wyoming at Texas, no Kansas at Nevada. But see, that's interesting. So they do the know. Very West Virginia. There was at the backyard brawl. That Kansas Nevada game, that game is, too. yeah. CBS, that does say CBS Sports Network. So wow, I'm like Andy now going back to which one was it? It was Texas Tech at Wyoming. CBS. On CBS. Mm. Interesting. Okay. It's week zero, though. It's week zero. So. No, oh, that's week one. No, September twenty, September second, September second. Technically, that's week one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how many teams are playing week zero this year, but yeah. So when is week, week zero one. then? The twenty in the twenty weekend before. <laughs> yeah, twenty in the twenties. Okay. So go back, go to more, and there you got the Cougs. That game will be on Big Twelve now on ESPN Plus. When they host the Sam Houston State Bearcats. And Houston should win that game by 40-plus. They should. Agreed. And they will. Oklahoma versus Texas on ABC. Cincinnati at BYU. Now, that'll be one interesting game. On ESPN. <laughs> Tony's putting it out there. I don't know how many football players watch. I know some of the, the Cougar basketball players watch this show, watch our shows. I'm not sure about football. But... Oh, never. I won't say it. <laughs> I won't say it. I've had some conversation with some football players and about their views, <laughs> about their views, about the staff. Mm. And well, they're, they're gone now, so I guess I can't say it. 
let's just say they don't disagree with what we've said about Dana <laughs> on the staff and the staff. Let's put that out there. So, all right. And then I think that should be it. But for Will. Yep. Big 10. Same thing. Week one. See, week one. August 31st. Fox and the Fox Sports the second. app. Yep. Nebraska, Minnesota. But Will, let's see. Yep. We got Fox, FS1, mm-hmm. uh, Peacock, Big Ten Network. East Carolina CBS. and Michigan. Hmm. Yep. Paramount yep. Plus for yep. Ohio see, State at Indiana. You see the difference right there in the network. CBS and Paramount Plus. Yep. Yeah, that's the, see, that's the first CBS game, first Big Ten game on CBS. It'll be so you see FS1 the one and Fox the variety there for, for for all the Big Ten teams, Big Ten games, and that's Labor Day weekend right there. Peacock, yep. FS1, Big Ten Network, CBS slash Paramount Plus, FS1, Big Ten Network, and then NBC and Peacock. Yep. <clears throat> Big time conference there. And then last one for September second. I'm curious as to oh, why Sunday. they had they yeah. had a Sunday game. Northwestern Rutgers. Rutgers on a Sunday, a standalone Sunday game on, on yeah. CBS. Ooh. Mm. Rutgers. That's those. That's an interesting matchup to have as your standalone game. That's the New York market and the Chicago market. Well put, sir. <laughs> that's it right there. Yep. So see, there you go, Will. Right there. A, a, a game with not uh, determined time and, and network. So I'm not sure what it is, but it's Man, not that's just Kansas. Network. That's some Kansas stuff. That's the second time it's been a Kansas game. That's something on them, right? I don't know. But that's a Big 12 thing. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah that's I it. don't know. We'll see. It, I mean, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it could be. But yeah. Youngstown State, Will, would, would they be equivalent to UTSA? No. No. Oh, not even close. It'd be no. that they're probably more equivalent to Sam Houston. Yeah. All right. Well, September second, another game on Fox involving Colorado. Yeah, back to back big doom kickoffs for the for the Buffaloes. Nebraska, Colorado. <clears throat> That's a Buffalo win. Colorado I think so. This, yeah, despite Colorado all the Nebraska. Nebraska fans. Well, when was the last time Nebraska was really good? In and I guarantee you that that game will be a sellout, packed house in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no question. Um, last time Nebraska was good, Tommy Frazier, when I was in school, 1995. That's a long time ago, Will. Yeah, no. You couldn't tell about some of the some of the comments <laughs> I heard from saw from Nebraska fans today. Like, they sell out. They, they yeah, sell yeah exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Give credit to Nebraska. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to tell what their record was if you just saw them on TV and the record wasn't displayed. And yep. that's a testament to their program and the support that they have. Agreed. And see, that's what I would like UH to get to that level. Yep. Support UH. Period. They might suck, have down years, have great years. But it's your alma mater. Support U8 football. Yep. Spend that money. Help the program with money in the coffers. Get rid of some of this dead weight if need be certain years. And just continue and maintain and stabilize your support of the program. And just keep, you know, just, just be that. I'd rather... Houston Athletics be like a Nebraska fan base. Win or lose. Rain or shine. Hot, cold. We're there. We are supporting our team regardless. Rather than what we have been for 30 plus years. Well, you know. Uh, well, you know. We're not going to mean we're in Commons USA. You know. Oh, we're in American. Oh, oh no. Oh, 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 it's far. Oh. Oh, 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 it's oh traffic. Oh, 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 consensus thing. Too hot. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, 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 whatever. Construction. Oh. You know, all, not enough. The matchup isn't good. Yeah, all, all those things we've and Andy's young, Will. Yeah. So he's he's talking about it. He's heard it in his short time at UH. <laughs> I mean, come on. So he's hearing it now. 
I heard it 30 years ago. I mean, my goodness, they were complaining about it when the men's basketball schedule came out last year because Houston was playing the likes of Kent State, which came in here and gave Houston a big test, uh, North Carolina A&T, all those programs, and you would have thought that you, you you would be surprised how many people complained about the non-conference schedule last season for the men's basketball team, which was projected to be uh... – Oh, you mute, you're muted. I didn't do that. Yeah, he's muted. I didn't. I haven't done anything on Andy's mic. There we go. Oh, no, I'm joking. I, I was messing with my mic. I think, but anyways, yeah, you would have. You would have thought that they had. The way sometimes we're reacting to the non-conference schedule was very eye-opening. For well, a program yeah. that was heading into the season, there was a lot of buzz around them. Well, I think you might be right, man, regarding Kansas. Maybe it is Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Because everything else has a has a network tied to it. It could be a Big 12 thing just when it comes to the different networks. Um, well, but it's a KU home game. game. So, I mean, it's either. Right, right, right. But it's a big, it could be a Big 12 network thing. Because Houston, the, well, I guess it's different. Because Rice, oh, it, it could very well could just be on the individual schools. So, you know, it, it could be. But a reminder to everybody watching, Monty Williams, new coach of the Detroit Pistons, hit his new fat, 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 fat contract. If I could, if I could say it 72, 70 million times, I would. <laughs> but good, good on him. <laughs> That's a huge contract. My goodness. But, gentlemen, game two. <laughs> minutes away. Heat, Nuggets. It's going to be 2-0 or 1-1? 2-0. Absolutely great. It's going to be 2-0. Well, I'm surprised you said 2-0 because you picked it yeah. in the series, right? You picked the Heat in seven, right? No, no. No? I picked Denver, man. Okay, everybody oh. picked Denver. None of us picked the Heat. I think did AD picked the Heat. No, I don't think he did. No. No, they picked the Heat to beat Boston in game seven. I don't think yeah, they got yeah, I picked, yeah, I picked the Heat. To be Boston, so I, I know I know he picked Miami in seven. So, but yeah, Denver in how many? Five. That's that's what I say, Tony M. Really? Are you and Allen picking Miami because of the Tom Ball connection and Jimmy Buckets? <laughs> Is that why? Andy, what, what say you? Denver and how many? No, I absolutely agree. I think Denver and five, and I wouldn't be surprised if it even came down to four, but I think you got to respect what the Miami Heat have been able to do and, and obviously what Jimmy Butler has shown he's been able to do this postseason. But looking at game one, and it is one game, you know, very often series could turn on the time where one team looks dominant and then the rest of the series, it's a different story. But just look at the entire postseason. Like Denver has consistently been – the dominant team in every single series they've been and had it not been for some sensational performances by Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I mean, they very well could have gotten through that Phoenix series in five or heck even four games. And when you look at Miami's team roster, their makeup to get to the finals is one heck of an achievement, but they're just outmatched. And I know Kevin Love's going to be starting in the role of um, they're going to make a lineup change for the Heat today, but I don't think that's that's going to make a difference. I mean, look at how Aaron Gordon started the game for Denver in game one. He looked like a completely different player compared to how the Lakers played him in the Western Conference Finals. Jokic is going to, you know what he's going to produce night in and night out. And, oh, yeah, they still have Jamal Murray as well. And they have so – they're just top to bottom, the better team – honestly they have the best player on the floor and they probably have Murray and and Jokic combined is better than Butler and anyone else you can point to from the Miami Heat I mean Bam Adebayo broke out of a shooting slump and they still the game wasn't in doubt (laughs) game one was not in doubt Denver Denver Denver, Aaron Gordon Denver took advantage. They did what Boston failed to do. Took advantage of their, of their size advantage. They're, they're bigger than Miami in like every position. 
Utilize it. Get on the block. Punish those short dudes. You know, beat them down, to, beat them down the floor. Ask for the ball on the block. Turn and shoot over them. 6'8", beat 6'2", all day long in the, on the block. All day. Boston had size advantages. You wouldn't know it, though. <laughs> I mean, what, what they were doing, they're standing outside, jacking up trash on the you know, perimeter and stuff. Denver, to their credit, maximize their advantages. I think Heat will make adjustments. Denver's playing better defense. Denver just looks like the best team in the NBA. You just... There's a point in the playoffs, a point for a champion that they look like and act like and know they are the best team and they can't be beat in a series. Now, you know, you're not going to go through, what is it, 16-0 or whatever. Yeah. I think 16-0 you know, perfect. Yeah. But the Nuggets, they answered. The Lakers played well for most of those games. Nuggets yeah. are like, yeah, that's all right. We'll come get y'all. <laughs> and they did it. They look like the best. They look like that championship mindset. Now watch them go out lay the egg tonight. <laughs> too, because I said all those positive things about them. <laughs> but so we'll we'll see. And Joe Mazzula is not Coach Malone. <laughs> so that's that's a difference as well. You know, and rooting for a Jimmy and the underdogs. Okay, Tom Ball represent. Will Jimmy be more aggressive and looking to score early tonight rather than be a facilitator like he was in game one? Will the, the days off and more the extra days in Denver help Miami? Will Tyler Heroes, have they said officially that he's going to play tonight? He was he looking, he looking better. So if, if he returns, if it's tonight or game three, how much of a difference will, will he make? Caleb Martin, Caleb, I know Boston fans are like, damn, where was this Caleb Martin? Because <laughs> Caleb Martin against, against Boston was the Heat's best player throughout the series. But a game one against Denver, what was he like, one for 10, two, <laughs> two for 11? You know, so we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But Andy, Let's make a prediction on the, the margin of victory tonight for game two. We all say Nuggets. Nuggets by how many? Anybody believe it'll be less than 10? Nope. nope. As bad? Go ahead. Go ahead. I think we're, we're kind of thinking on the same mental note as even though I mean, what? He's muted. He's muted again. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 too high tech for his own good. But well, no, what I was gonna say is that for even though Denver won by double digits in Game One, I think that was far from their best performance, and especially when you look at what Jokic has been able to do in the in the, just the last few weeks in the postseason, there's definitely a different gear that he can go to. And I think that, again, just going back to from that talent perspective, I think Denver will be able to – I think this game will be much different from game one, but I trust in the Nuggets and their versatility to be able to do enough to win and win by a comfortable margin. And I'm sure that the move that the Miami Heat did, I don't think it's going to be enough to be able to counteract the Nuggets roster. Will ten or ten and up margin? Yes. Double digit? Yes. Fifteen? Why? Fifteen? Above fifteen. Either one of y'all. Above no. fifteen. No, they're not gonna blow them out. But it's so gonna be a between ten and between ten and fifteen. Yes. Yes. And do you agree with that? Agreeing. All right, what are we gonna say, Will? And, and just to to go back to Tyler Hero, I mean, yeah, he's a shooter, but it's it's hard to place a bit somebody back in, in the middle of the playoffs, let alone game two of the finals. Mm -hmm. You haven't played in over a month. And in Denver. And to, right. And to come back in the finals in Denver, that's that's a tall task. 
So even if he were to play tonight, I think because of it being in Denver, they may want to wait until game three Wednesday at home. You know, give him a few extra days and not have to adjust to that sea level. That That's a tall task. But and why I say between 10 and 15 for as rusty as Denver was, as they knocked off a lot of rust on, on Thursday, they, they clearly didn't play well. And they won by, what, 12? Yeah. In that game? Yeah, so... 11. 11. 104. 11. 11. So for them to play the way that they played and still win by double figures with the game under their belt, uh, yeah, I think it's just now. And, and, and granted, conversely, Miami didn't play well either. Struess and, and and Robinson and, and Martin. But, you know, Denver's at home. And I, yeah. and I have a lot more confidence in them at home figuring out a way to go up 2-0. You know, and I think it's as simple, and it's on Denver like any opponent. I think it's as simple as if Denver plays their best game, it beats Miami's best game. Period. Now, it's up to Denver to do that. But I agree with both of y'all. I think Denver's game one was like a B for them. Not even a B plus. I think maybe B, B minus, and they still won by 11. If they play an Bring their A game, and Miami does as well. Denver still wins by double digits. Yep, that's what this series matchup is. But as Andy said earlier, credit to the Heat for getting to the finals. It's not Miami's fault. Boston played poorly. Boston didn't utilize their matchup advantages. It's not their fault. It's the, it's not their. Fault the Bulls couldn't hold their big lead in the play in going way back when. Yeah. Get to the finals is an accomplishment. <clears throat> Said salute to them. And yep, I got an email. Got an email from this person. Talking about email, yeah. it was an email. Untouchable, wow. untouchable rockets. <laughs> no untouchable rockets. Well, I mean Jabari, Shin Goon. Tarison, right deal comes along, <laughs> they're gone. Okay, who? There's nobody on the rocks that's untouchable. But I would like to see what the youngsters do for the Rockets with Coach Udoka, be it KJ Martin, Shingun, Jalen, Tarison, etc. But if an NBA team calls Rafael and says Rafael, if it's just a deal that Rafael in the back of his mind, he's thinking, they can't be serious <laughs> about this. It's just too good to be true. Making that deal. <laughs> They're making that deal. If it's, I said last night, I was joking around, if, if Sam Presti called Rafael and said, Rafael, we got all these first-round picks, man. Give me KPJ. I'll give you five first-round picks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. Rafael first be like, is this for real? <laughs> is this a is this am I being pumped? What is this? No, I'm I'm serious. I'm serious, Rafael. I was having a joke. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, if that comes, he's doing the deal. So, so anything like that comes along. Rafael's gotta do what he's gotta do, what he believes is best for the Rockets. As any GM, they're gonna do what they feel is best for their franchise, right? Yep. Most definitely. So we shall see. Andy, what are your thoughts on Jairus Walker? What's the best team for him? Uh, I've said it all along. I think going to a team that has a very, very stable coaching staff and has a stable identity will be the best fit for his development in the long term. And I think looking at the team's where he could go. You know what? I think Detroit could be a very interesting fit now that Monty Williams is there. But I think best case scenario for him, and I don't know how realistically this would be, is if he fell to number seven to Indiana. I really would like to see him with uh, Rick Carlisle. Will? You've seen Detroit. Yeah. Say again. Sorry. You've seen Detroit. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
you've seen Isaiah Stewart in Detroit. I'm not convinced Jarrett's much better than Isaiah Stewart, <laughs> you know, for That's Detroit. Nice. So, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, agree. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's uh, 100. I totally agree with that. You know, what's the, you know, uh, I guess I would say, I mean, uh, yeah, a stable coaching staff, that is for all of these guys. You know, that would be ideal for all of them. Stable coaching staff, stable organization. Um, but more likely than not, in the lottery, you don't always have that. So, um, that, that. Yeah, but Jarris canceled, whoops, Jarris canceled his workouts because of his elbow Ooh. issue. I think Will said that's that. been an underlying story right through the whole process. Yeah, yeah. He, he's had issues with the elbow, and we saw it, you know. Throughout this his during the NCAA tournament, he got hit once, and he yeah. uh, he kept grabbing at it. I think he was shooting free throws, and yeah. he he made both free throws, but he wouldn't stop grabbing his elbow even when he was on way back playing defense. So I can't remember what game that was. It might have been against Miami, or it might have been against Auburn. Yeah. One of those games. But he's had. I mean, it's after the fact now. I wouldn't I wouldn't give this info away during the season, but practice you can see sometimes at practice he was rubbing that elbow like he. Like it was a funny bone issue, something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know. He would shoot shots, and he'd kind of just shake the arm, shake the elbow, flex it. So now that his, I think it was his agent, shut him down for the elbow concern. So we'll see. I think teams going to do their due diligence, do the physicals, and see if it's serious, if it's just a resting, or if it needs to be cleaned out the scope. Whatever, but we'll we'll see how. Wishing best of luck. He's going to be a lottery pick. It'd be something, ironically, if he ended up with OKC with their versatility and their defense. They could use him, and then bringing Chet back. Man, woo! <laughs> Jarris walking, running around, and Chet, Jarris, you chase him, bring him to me, and I'm gonna knock it back. <laughs> you know I mean, <laughs> man, that'd be something to see. And boy, Rocket fans will be shaking their heads. Golly. Jarris and Chet on and on. Man. So, got a new comment, new commenter. Amen Thompson. I'll put it out there. I'm being, I'm not, I'm being realistic as well. These final moments of folk talking sports before game two starts. Amen Thompson. Overtime elite. Been there two years. And they're still saying he can't shoot. No, no, they're still saying his shot is broken. Guys, two years. What have you been doing two years of overtime elite? What, what, was, what was he doing for those two years if right. his shot is still broken? Clearly not shooting. Clearly not shooting. So, because I'm not big form, textbook form. Doesn't go in at a high clip. Right. Okay. And his shot did not go in at a hot clip from outside. So hopefully in the NBA with better instruction, a dedicated shooting coach, his great work ethic, that his shooting form, don't worry about the form, his percentage will be going at a hot clip. Yeah. So, but it's upside athletically he may not be there for the Rockets at four. So then what? Then that would mean that one of Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller fell to the Rockets at number four. And, mm. and it's not Scoot. <laughs> so yeah. then what? If it's Brandon Miller... You got to take the best player available. And... Brandon Miller and the twins are both 20 years old. Cam Whitmore is 18. Does that make a difference if you're Rafael? Who's got higher upside and longer NBA career possibly? If Amen is gone and Brandon Miller and Cam Whitmore are both available at four, what say y'all? 
Hey, at the end of the day, that's what all these scouting departments and all these GMs are getting paid the big bucks to do for. From the outside looking in, you would think it would be very surprising if Brandon Miller fell to the Rockets at four. And then at the end of the day, if they feel that there indeed is a bigger upside and going a different direction, then you do it. You pull the trigger and don't look back. But if you don't think that's the case, you take the best available player. Will, what are you going to say? At some point, you, at some point you got to stop taking 18-year-olds. And I, I say that. I speak from first-hand that's experience true. in that Cleveland. True. I mm-hmm. speak that in Cleveland because it, it was Darius Garland. It was Evan Mobley. They, they worked out, granted. Right. But at some point, you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to get somebody else in there. And, you know, 18, 20, but I think it's Brandon Miller. For me, if it comes down to that, I don't know that he'll be there. I don't think he'll be there at four, me personally. But if if, if it comes down to that, you, you got to take Brandon Miller. All right. As we, sh- as we close it out here, got a lot of folks chiming in about Junior, so I'm kind of curious about. Junior, Junior surprised a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Staying NBA. Had he, imagine had he stayed in college, Chris. Instead of going the route that a lot of folks expected him to go. Um, <clears throat> and I doesn't matter now, but a lot of folks expect him to go to the team that lost in the 316 to Miami. Yeah. But anyway. Um, that would have been a really interesting fit. So that's another story. But I don't see the Grizzlies giving – Giving up a junior, they gave him a nice contract. Oh, yeah, he's excelled. He he's excelled in in every place he's gone to in the G League and even in the limited minutes that he got at the NBA level too. So most yeah, definitely has I been an underrated. He, he's prospect. too he's too good for the G League. So yeah, Grizzlies not going to trade him for that. And yes, I remember the, the matchups. You know, Junior. Yeah, he did, worked on Chet. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I. I wish Junior well. I do. But what could have been? It didn't happen. What's done is done. Onward to the Big 12 for the Houston Cougars. All right. Final moments, Mr. Willie Gibson. Yes, sir. You got it. The floor is yours. I'm going to put you on the big screen, Will. Uh So be ready for it. All right. You got it. All right. You got a question or just... Where Close you it find out. Me I, I can post find you. Okay, got you. Uh, always find me at Will Gibson Seven on Twitter as well as Instagram, and Will knows on Facebook. All right, Andy Yanez. your world. Yes, sir. People can follow me on Twitter at Ayanez underscore five. But most importantly, let's see if I can. Uh oh, give me a second. See if I can figure this out. Let's see, what is my, this is live, folks. Here we go. I pulled it up. Most importantly, be sure to shop Electro H. Coops Merchant. We have three, two new lines. So really uh, celebrating the move to the Big 12, which are officially under a month with the Disrupting the 12 line and also the H-Town Let's Rage line. If you're interested in buying some Let's Rage Cougs merch, you can do so at bonfire.com slash store slash let's dot rage dot dash dash let's dash rage dash Cougs dash shop. Once again, that's bonfire.com slash store slash let's dash rage dash Cougs dash Shop and Chris, you got your Let's Rage Cooks merch. You know very well how uh, how spiffy it is, how clean it is. Indeed. And if I can, where'd the screen go? Because I just lost it. But anyway, I'm going to do it as well, Will. So I'm going to close it out. Uh, a moment here. Do the share screen bit. Houston Round Bar Review merch as well. Got the less tank. Let's talk Houston Rockets merch, shirts and tank tops. Also, the round bar view shirts and tank tops, different colors. Got that mug and the mug on the back of it. Put it up. Almost everything, all this merch, round bar view merch, also shows love to the other shows available on the platform. For example, right there, you can see it. The Max Corner, Folks Talking Sports. Let's talk Houston Rockets and more. So, yes, round bar of you merch. It's all good. 
I like this, Andy. Thank you for the influence. <laughs> Bonfire.com slash, I think I can pull it up. Let me see if I can pull it up here and share it. But yeah, support me, Andy and Will. Bonfire.com right there. Houston slash roundball slash review slash merch to everyone. Been a, a pleasure talking to everybody, chiming in on this edition of Folks Talking Sports at Folks Talk Sports on Twitter. Also on YouTube at Houston Round Bar Review. I am KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review. To my colleagues, always appreciate Willie Gibson and Andy Yanez. Oh, I got a special guest already lined up for this Thursday's lunch break. Cody Davis. Young Cody will be joining me between the noon and one time slot on the lunch break. Available here on YouTube as well as on Roku on the BS3 network. We're going to talk some Rockets and some Texans with Cody Davis. So if you guys, I think, Andy, you can't make it, but Will, if you're available, feel free to join us as well. So see us, me and Cody, on Thursday. And, of course, Saturday, Let's Talk Houston Rockets, another edition of it, 7 p.m. So thank you very much. Until then, everybody take care. Peace.